Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This episode of Long Night with Vish Khanna was recorded before a live studio audience as part of the Long Winter Festival on Friday, February 21st, 2020. We've got Nanaba Duncan, Daniel Woodrow, Abba Mukwando, our motherfucking house band, Robin Hatch. Now, please welcome your host, Alberta's newest son, Beach Gata. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much for being here at Long Night. It's great to, to be back in uh, Ontario. Uh, as uh, uh, Linda kindly mentioned there, I, I'm in Alberta now, and uh, it's weird. But it's nice to be back. Is, how's Ontario doing? Is everyone okay here? Everyone's good? Everyone's okay? Everyone's upset because I'm gone? Everyone is upset. Yeah, I've read about that on Twitter. I'm not going to dwell on that for too long because it's kind of a bummer. I'd like to introduce our uh, fill-in house band for the evening. Uh, we're very thrilled, actually, just a guest on this show last month. Robin Hatch, everyone. Hello, Vish. Thank you for filling in, Robin. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me back. It's lovely to have you. Did you enjoy your appearance on the show? Last month, for those who don't know, I appeared remotely via uh, the internet. And it might have been weird in the room. Was it weird for you as a guest? No, it was cool. I liked the, It was like the 1984 uh, Apple ad, or, or just 1984. It... It was, it was cool. There was definitely some Big Brother vibes happening, I will say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was, it was fun. Oh, I appreciate you indulging me in that. And uh, So you've got some musical selections for us today, right? Yeah, That's as be you exciting. heard before. And yeah, that was, uh, what was, was that an original composition at the beginning? Yeah, I wrote that myself. Did you? Yeah, because well, normally the show starts <laughs> off kind of like a, like a comet going you know, across the sky. And this was more like clouds floating by, which I liked. Yeah, it's 20, 2020 and we're, you know. That's what I was thinking. It's 2020, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks. How about another round of applause for Robin, everyone? All right. As I say, we, had a, we have a great show for you. My first guest is a, a friend of mine. Uh, we used to work together in the same building, and we don't anymore. That's just what happens sometimes, and it's great. I'm so thrilled that she's uh, with us today, and we're going to learn about her together. So please make some noise for Nanaba Duncan, everyone. Nanaba Duncan. Hi. Thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. It's so nice to see you in this capacity. I, I feel blessed to be here. Well, that's nice of you yeah, to say. Yeah, I'm I, honored. I, uh, thank you. Thank you for doing it. So I have a, a, a premise for how this is going to go that I've never employed before because I was looking at your Twitter handle. I have it on my telephone here, uh, your Twitter handle, and I was looking at the bio. And I wondered if your bio was up to date. Some of us get a little lazy with our bios, right? With our Twitter bios, right? So I thought we would learn about you via your Twitter bio. Are you okay with this? I'm very okay with it. Okay, first things first, your handle, Nanaba. And you're verified, by the way. Sure. That is not a small feat. Congratulations. How about a round of applause for verification, everyone? I mean, you don't see that every day. 
Now you're very. Um, there are a number of us who work at CBC. Who there was just like someone in marketing said, "Okay, we're going to get a bunch of you verified. So can I just get your name?" Can like, you do that as somebody, a company? You can just verify. If you're a, a, a uh, yeah, if you're a media company, I think you can make a case, or I don't know, send an email to somebody and say, yeah. "We're at this company. We want to get these people verified." So it wasn't because I have some wonder, some no, great no. following. Don't sell yourself short. I'm verified. I, I, well, okay, but I'm I'm just being honest. Right. Well, I had to to get verified. I had to give them my license, my passport, and the rights to my uh, son. So that's. <laughs> It's not easy. Like uh, it, you deserve to be verified, if I might say. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. Okay, so you're verified, and your handle is Nanaba. It says you're host and producer at CBC Fresh Air. Is this accurate? It is. What does that mean? What is that show? Fresh Air is a weekend morning show that airs every Saturday and Sunday across Ontario. Across Ontario. Yeah. What do you talk about on Fresh Air? It's an interesting name, Fresh Air. What do you talk about? Uh, we have... <laughs> <laughs> I like By the way, so much, Misha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> By the way, isn't we... <laughs> there, is there is a very popular NPR show called Fresh Air? Is that yes, right? Yes, with yeah. Terry Gross. I used to get some of her... Oh, really? Message. People thought... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's actually very similar to Nanaba. There's another Nanaba in Ghana, which is where I'm from. Right. And uh, she gets some of my messages. I get some of hers. Hers is at the Nanaba. But she also works in media. She's in TV. Oh. So the two of us... And because of that... Uh, I messaged her once, and the last time I went to Ghana, we met. Oh. And when we met, she said she was so excited about just meeting her. She's like, "Come on my show." I was like, "I don't. <laughs> well, I'm not just gonna come on your show." She said, "No, no, no. It's, it's fine. We talk about sports, and you know how girls don't know anything about sports." So, and oh. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I don't know sports." So. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is because you're verified. She wanted you on the show. That's probably what it was. I didn't ask you about the meaning of your name. Does your my name my name is my full name Vishal has a meaning. Does your name Nanaba have a particular meaning? It does. So Nanaba is actually uh, it's two words Nana and Abba. Yeah. Nana is often given to a firstborn child. It's also a prefix like uh, if someone gets older, if you if you're if you're now 60, 70 years old, we'll call you Nana. Nana is also the the word for chief in the village. Oh. And Abba is the name given to a girl born on Thursday in the Fanti tribe. Okay. So I happen to be born on the same day as my grandmother. My father named me after my grandmother. I see. Okay. Um, she was um, she was also an Abba, and my last name is Duncan. Is that you as know, interesting a story? It's I'm not. It's not that interesting, <laughs> except for the fact that it just has to do with Scottish people coming again and oh. spreading their seeds. So, like I that is so an interesting when, story. So when I go to Ghana and I say my name is Nanaba Duncan, people know which tribe I'm from. Oh, they know, they know where I'm from. Like they know that my family's from like the side of the so from n- the water. I didn't realize know. that. I wasn't sure if Duncan was your, your uh, yeah, yeah yeah. That's your name. No okay. no. My my husband's last name is Stevens, which to me is the same thing. So I'm not changing. Right, anything. Duncan Stevens. They're all the same. Yeah. Okay okay. I'm glad we clarified that. So on Fresh Air, your Fresh Air. What do you talk about? What do you do on the show? Oh, I'm going to answer the question. Yeah, now. sorry. No no. Um, it was my fault. Tangents. We uh, I play music. I have uh, at least six. Interviews, and I talk to authors and scientists, and I don't know, all sorts of physicists people. and oh. artists and musicians, and yeah, it can be anything. It it really can be anything. It depends on the what the person I suppose has done or if something has happened recently. Right. Um, so, for example, tomorrow I'll be talking to someone from Lakehead University uh, who will talk about what's sweatin and so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that sounds like a great show. Like you have something different. How many did you say? Yeah. Six interviews a show. Six interviews uh, a weekend. A whole, at least six. Oh my! Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you like that? It's what you know. What I spoke it somewhere. I said that I wanted to go to like interview university somewhere, uh, and then it happened. <laughs> That's great. So yes, it is great. It is great. I find it hard in some ways because it's the morning, and you know I have a four year old and a six year old, and so it, it's. Yeah. Okay, because when we met, you were a producer on like a game show or something. Were you like, Go, that show Go? It wasn't yeah. a game show, but it was like a variety show. Yeah, my show. first job was uh, on a show called Go with Brent Banbury. It's a Saturday morning show, which was like a variety thing. And uh, my role was 
contest nana. Yes, that's right. And so I would, you know, ask questions, and then if a person got the question right, then I would send you uh, a go bag. That was basically my job. I would send you a go bag to your home. That was my gig. That was your gig. It was like a five-minute gig, but let me tell you how when I got to CBC, when I got that job, I was like, I'm not leaving. (laughs) Because I wanted a job in journalism. I I, I should have done that, too. They said... (laughs) They said, you have to leave now. And I went, okay. But you, you're like, I'm just going to stay. They're like, well, I guess we have no choice in the matter then. Please send out more bags. That's interesting. At the moment, I was just like, I I had a slight opening. And I just thought, I have to knock on all the doors and pitch all the things. I was really, I was like, go, 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 go. That was my energy at that time. Absolutely, it was. And I was a contestant, I guess, on that show a few times. Is that what I was? I don't remember. You don't remember me being on the show? I rapped on the show. <gasps> I rapped It Takes Two by Rob oh Bass and DJ Z-Rocks. At the last, they just sprung it on me. Was I, would, I there? I would, I would think so. That's where we met. What year was it? I don't remember the year. Okay, I, I live in Alberta okay, now. No, no, let me, let me apologize right okay, now. Okay, sure. My memory is very bad. You don't remember an Indian guy rapping at, on the CBC on Saturday morning? That didn't Everyone happen. Everyone remembers, no. obviously. Anyway, no, it was really, fine. I, I, I apologize. Okay, no, no, it's There's fine. There's a lot of things that have. Absolutely, you should, too. I, I wish I could get rid of most of the things I know. It's a burden. It's a burden. Okay, the next thing in your Twitter bio creator of Media Girlfriends, which is hashtagged, and then, yeah, there's the Twitter handle at MediaGFS. What is Media Girlfriends? Media Girlfriends is a podcast that I started um, to kickstart my own career or to kickstart my professional development as an interviewer. When I was in my second mat leave, I was having these feelings like, "Eh, who am I? Do I just like make milk and wipe poop? Like I just, you know, there's a time where you don't know where you end and the baby begins like it was. So I was having an existential moment. Weren't you working for CBC when you had your first child? Yes, yeah, when yeah. I had my first one. So you had a job, but oh. you just didn't know what you wanted to do there. Oh yes, I oh. was, I was, I was examining what I wanted. Um, even though when you have a baby, there's it doesn't feel like there's much time. There are moments where you're, um, y- you have to sit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. And you think. And you think. And you overthink. And you overthink. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> exactly. Yes, I I know what you're going through. So. Okay. Um, why is it called Media Girlfriends? Is that, that's because just... I wanted to do more interviewing. And so I figured I would just interview my girlfriends who oh, work in media, okay. and they would tell me whether or not it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I have not had the courage to even ask anyone. I've just interviewed them. Oh, you haven't gotten the feedback. Uh, well, I've got a little feedback. Here's what happened. I talked to these women, and we ended up just becoming closer and closer and group chats started, and it just sort of grew. Um, and now there's a, I would say there's a bit of a media girlfriends community, and uh, each a number of my media girlfriends, uh, Anupa Mystery, who's in the crowd, Anupa is one here. of my media yeah. girlfriends. Yeah. I like basically, if you're a woman or non-binary person who works in media, as far as I'm concerned, you're part of the media girlfriends. That's group. what I wondered about. Yeah, that's this, this, it's not to me. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's. I don't feel that it's. Like, you have to be in the business for this amount of time, or it's not like that for me. But um, but you were filling a void with this thing, it seems like. You thought this was... Do you was, think so? Well, I'm asking you. Like, you looked around at the landscape. You just made a reference to it, right? Like, it's a mostly white male-dominated industry. You did this to assert yourself, but potentially to help your community, right? I, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. I have to be very honest. Many people say this to me, and even my media girlfriends talk to me about this, but that was not the idea from the beginning. It really was like, I want to do something else. I was at CBC Music. I was hosting the Radio 2 Top 20. I was talking about music and then playing the music. I was not doing interviews. I was not going yeah. out and talking to people. I was not mm-hmm. editing. I was not doing these stories I was not on Radio 1 and I that's kind of what I wanted we're the the same we're the same they had me doing that same stuff and then it's what happens because you follow the yeses and it's good to follow the yeses but I was blessed with a moment where I took the time to think about what I wanted and to follow that so does this still occur the Media Girlfriends 
show. So the podcast now it has got two seasons, and I have not continued since then. But I it has grown into um, an event series. We now have a scholarship. Um, oh my God, we we were able to raise fourteen thousand dollars, and now we have two scholarships, seven thousand dollars each, for um, people who want to study uh, tech, communications, journalism, or media. And that's so incredible. That's yeah. That's I mean that's something that. Yeah. Thank That's you. Um, okay, we're running out of time. Okay. It's happening so fast. Also on your Twitter bio, former co-chair of Employee Resource Group, Diversify CBC. I see this on LinkedIn sometimes. I don't go on LinkedIn that much, but when I do, I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. I was going to be very dramatic. But yeah, I have right. seen you posting about Diversify CBC. What is that about? It's maybe um, right in the title, I guess. There but. is a there's a term called an employee resource group or a business resource group or an affinity group at a number of companies. And so uh, I would say in the past four, three or four years, uh, three or four years ago, CBC uh, officially started its employee employee resource groups. And so this one is for employees of color. And at the time, there were people at CBC who were already meeting because there were things that they wanted to change there. And uh, so I, I had put my hand up just to sort of uh, uh, collate or j- just to put together all of the things that have happened to us and then they were like oh we're gonna make this thing now uh, who wants to be the chair and then people were looking at me and I was like oh, okay well okay I'll, I'll do it. this this collation you described that it's data you or yeah or, or, yeah. or input so was, from people who yes, yes. experience so we had a Google uh, uh, document and I was asking for people to put in their stories about about times where they felt that um, they were discriminated against or different comments or things that happened to them. And what was the purpose of this, per se? Like, what um, was the end it's result? It's data collection. Right. So that um, if we want to put something together or we want to... Uh, in general, data collection, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, if you want to make a case, uh, yeah, yeah. it's got to happen. Hmm. Well, that's... And this is still going on. You're still involved in this? Oh, it no, says no, I former stopped. co-chair. Right. Yeah, I stopped because I was doing too much and I had to make a choice. Was it heartbreaking to be the... Uh, I mean, it's obviously... Yes, be- it was hard. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking at times. Yeah. Because yeah. I sometimes thought you were supportive of me because I, you know, was mm. a person of color. Not just because yes. you thought I was cool, <laughs> but because you thought, it you know... Meant, it, 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 uh, I do think it's my duty to, in some ways, just like befriend... <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds weird, but like I knew what it was like when I was the only one. So I just I want to meet you, and like I was attracted to you as a a person, not like that, but I was um, uh, like you know what I mean. Anupa can verify this. Well, this Anupa is what, and I worked at the same department that you just mentioned, and um, yeah, we. Were, I want to know. Can these I other say that we the same day? It was the same day that we were both told. Adios, and I was like, the two brown people in the entire department oh have to God, go on the same day. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So I just I was like, sorry, I don't mean to make this. Who likes the CBC? Everyone likes the CBC, right? They're fine. We all they love know what the they're CBC. doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that was the point. Anyway, all I was going to say is I appreciated your support then, and you've been. I was just on your show in the summertime. When you were guest hosting uh, here and now, is that what this yeah. is? Yeah. And that was really nice. Like, I just was so happy it was you <laughs> guest hosting, and then we got to talk about uh, David Berman, uh, my, uh, one of my heroes who passed away. So that was fun. I read that you, uh, you just said you had to stop doing the Diversify CBC thing because you had too much going on. Are you now hosting their podcast playlist <laughs> show? Yes, I am. So you've got how many shows are you hosting? Two. Two. Yeah. So podcast playlist just... I, again, weirdly enough, they just featured this podcast, Creative Control, on their year in review thing. That show is it, what it captures or highlights other podcasts. That's right. It's right. A, yeah, it's a show about podcasts. Okay. Yeah. And so you are you a big podcast person? Yeah, I love podcasts. Okay, cool. Yeah. Have you ever heard mine? It's good. I have heard it. It's not that good. I think they got nothing from the audience. I thought You're, they would laugh uh, at me. I like your energy, and I like, I also, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I like your preparedness. Oh, okay. I like your setup. Yes. So thank you. Know. No. Anyway, th- so when do you start hosting the show? Podcast playlist. Have you started? I have done. Yeah. I've okay. It's already. going well. Yeah, it's going great. Anything else you want to talk about before we go? Um. Uh, my Twitter bio is not up to date. 
What there's did I one miss? more thing that needs to okay, be added. Okay, th- but this is, is everything on here, right? Everything I, on there is correct, but right. there's one th- thing that should be added, which is um, like uh, hashtag pointers, pointer leaders. Um, I was recently accepted to the Pointer Institute's uh, Academy for Leadership for Women in Media, and I'm leaving on Sunday for that, and I'm very excited oh about it. Oh my gosh, so. congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You are, that's great. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, we have to take a quick break, and uh, I believe Daniel Woodrow will be joining us in a moment. You can follow Nanaba Duncan at Nanaba. I hope you do on Twitter. Are you on the other stuff? Are you on the gram and the Facebook? Sure, yeah. Just, okay, yeah. Nanaba? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, how about a big round of applause for Nanaba Duncan? We'll be right back. Stick around. Welcome back to Long Night, everybody. How about another round of applause for Nanaba Duncan? That was really fun. Thank you, Nanaba. Hey, uh, Robin, what's going on there? Are you doing all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Good, good. What was that uh, piece you just played? Uh, well, I thought the uh, I've got the arpeggiator running through a USB, so it was a bit slower than I, I had hoped. It happens sometimes when you plug the arpeggiator through the USB. I've yeah. heard that. <laughs> um, but what, was that a, a, another original composition? You could say that, yeah, in that I was just made it up just there. You were improvising? Yeah. <laughs> okay, and, and, and if you could give it a name, what would you have named that one? I'm just curious. Um, like Vish's Night. Vish's Night, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good name. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad you put some thought into that name. That's good. <laughs> All right, well, again, Robin Hatch, everyone, filling in at the last minute for the bicycles <laughs> who we missed. Thank you, Robin. Okay, our next guest is a really talented comedian uh, from here in Toronto, and uh, we've corresponded over email over the years, but never really met until today, and it's uh, a great pleasure to have him on my show. So please say hello to Daniel Woodrow, everyone. Hello. Hi, Daniel. How's it going? Welcome. So uh, are you actually, you're, you're living in Toronto, but where are you from? Uh, I was born in Toronto, but I grew up in the very fun city of Ottawa. You don't like Ottawa? I liked Ottawa until I turned 18, and then I was like, gotta go. <laughs> G2G, no offense if you're from there. But, what, what, is, what is wrong with Ottawa, per se? It is remote. Everyone I know who's a musician from Ottawa is very angry about Ottawa. They don't like Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa seems bad. Do you like Ottawa? You don't like Ottawa. Well. <laughs> you left. I feel like you answered the question for me. Yes. Uh, I, but what's wrong it's with okay. it? It's okay. It's very nice. Like, Honestly, if I was going to raise family with kids, like, go there. That's a good place to be. Yeah. So, like, it was fun to run around as a kid. There's nature and stuff. But it's just, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I had to, well, especially to do comedy. There's not, like, the glass ceiling is very, very right. low there. What about, like, I mean, obviously it's the epicenter of Canadian politics. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that sort of taint the experience of living there, that everyone's so immersed in that? Do you care about politics? Uh, no, not, I mean, I, as much as we're supposed to, but I try to ignore it. It's very negative. Uh, and, uh, do you vote? Do you ever vote? Yeah, I do. You vote, I do, okay. I do okay. vote, yes, yeah. whenever... Doug Ford's running, and uh, you know yeah. Andrew Shear. I just go right to the. Yeah. That's sarcasm. If you can, if you can only hear my voice, I'm black, so that was definitely sarcasm. <laughs> I just want to reiterate. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So is not great. Uh, did you get along well with your parents by chance? Yeah, I, I do. They're cool. Uh, they're white people. I don't know how to segue into that kindly. Your parents are both white people? Well, like, I'm, I'm mixed. So, like, my okay. mom is, oh, my birth mother's a white lady, and my stepdad's a white guy, and my pastor's is white, and then there's just me photobombing all photos since I was born. <laughs> Sick. You are the, the I was going to say you're the black sheep of the family. You probably, that's wow. a horrible, I'm out horrible here. thing to say. I apologize. I'm no. <laughs> What, what was that like growing up with two white parents? Was that a... Was uh, that a I didn't know it was any different until people were like, so why are your parents white? And I'm like, I don't know. Ask them. Like, I don't know. They're my parents. Why are your parents white? What's up? <laughs> That's, these are good questions. These are good counter questions, I have to say. Yeah. Did you get along well with your parents? Yeah, yeah. The, like, uh, I'm really close with uh, my mom, and, and my stepdad came along when I was like six years old, and... Uh, I mean, at first I felt like he was stealing her from me, but then I understood that's his wife and not mine, as most people do when they're six. (laughs) 
<laughs> Is there any therapist here? Because I might need a business card after. <laughs> so, so I mean, some envy. That's normal. My my children, uh, you know, vie for my my wife's attention too. Did yeah. you do that? Were you trying to get um, your mom's attention all the time by acting <laughs> out and being a jerk in some ways? How do I say this without deep, going too deep into my psychology? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, so. It's competitive, it's like, isn't it? Well, it was just like me and my mom for like like uh, the first six years. So she was like my mom. <laughs> I don't know right, how to say right, it. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. So we were like close. Yeah, we You're were close. close. Okay. Are they still in Ottawa? Uh, yeah, they're still in Ottawa. So they're moving outside of Ottawa to Kempville, which is even... It's like moving to Barrie. You know what I mean? But less of a city and more of just a town. You know what I mean? So goodbye, parents. I hope you enjoyed seeing me the last 30 years. You're a, a, a true blue Toronto person now? Like you feel like you're a Toronto citizen? Yeah. The pollution is deep in my lungs now and I'm here. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it. I've been here like 11, about 11 years now. So 11 years. Maybe, maybe more. Yeah, about there, 11 years. Are there things about the city that you like in particular and also in the same... By the same token, a dislike. Are there things about the city that you would want to talk about? I think this is one of the best summer cities I've ever been to. Like, I thoroughly enjoy the summer here. And there's lots to do. The winter, it's a little bit rough. But I just like how there's always a variety of stuff to do. Like, literally, like stuff like this would never happen in Ottawa. Like, maybe now. But, you know, there's just so many different things to do all the time. You, it's really hard to get bored. It's really easy to spend all your money, though. Well, who is shutting down such things in Ottawa? Because, for example, uh, every year I've been going to Ottawa, until this year, to this uh, festival called Megafauna. Mm-hmm. And the guy just said, I can't do it this year. And it's the first time, because I've been traveling to Ottawa as a musician and whatever for years, and I kind of like, it has a vibe, but Megafauna felt vibrant, and we were going to see all the, using all these different venues. What is it? Why does the stuff that's cool not get to happen there? What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. Because when I lived there, I used to go to a lot of, like, there's a lot of bands and stuff. I used to go to shows yeah. all the time every weekend. So. There's, like, good mid-sized venues. What is wrong Just, with that place? Why can't it sustain stuff? Maybe it's not as art-focused as it is, like, get $70,000 a year to start a new job-focused right. because it's the right. government. So I feel like people just do their thing. You know, you go to work. You work, you go home, you see your kids, you go back to work. One of those places. Like, they don't really... I think you just enjoy your time off in your nice house, which you were able to afford when you're younger than you can when you're in Toronto. Uh, you have your whole family. I think they're just busy doing their own thing more than just going, like, let's go see what there is going on downtown. And also, it's not as accessible by transit. Right. Okay, so you, you were a bit of, were you a bit of a homebody? Did you stay in? Did you play, listen to music? Did you play video games? Did you watch comedy? Did you, did you have a pet? Did you have any pets? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've always had love. <laughs> That's a, uh, it was a weird segue. It was, it was just like, uh, yeah, I, I, I just wonder, because sometimes in the cities like the ones you're describing, like St. John's, yeah. Newfoundland, you go to St. John's and you're like, why is everyone here like the greatest guitar player I've ever heard? It's because they, they stay in all winter and, and the winter is long and they've got to come up with stuff to do. Like, did you have hobbies like that? Uh, I, I guess. I used to skateboard a lot. So but That's I an outside just, activity. You I went know, outside so, to do I that. I mean, I don't know. I stayed inside with a... used to have like a dumb like recorder. You could just record your voice with the mic and I would just make my own talk shows with me as my own guest. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's the same thing. And yeah. I would do different characters, which is uh, what a kill on Instagram and YouTube today. So because <laughs> you'd be that. a little kid doing what? Would you do impressions? I don't know what you call them. <laughs> there were things that made me feel like I wasn't alone. <laughs> That's good. That's good. how did you actually become interested in comedy? Was, um, it, was it that stuff? I don't know. I th- feel like I was like really socially awkward as a kid and stuff. I was uh, homeschooled until grade seven, which is sick. You get to be as smart as your mom. Who did you point so to? That you pointed to someone when oh, you just said, like everyone, everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know, you guys can relate. You've all been homeschooled, right? <laughs> I feel like if you if you hadn't been homeschooled, you would know not to ask that question. But yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what's the best way I could put myself out there? And I was like, stand up comedy. Right. So, so you needed to express and assert yourself. I think in, so. Like no way. Yeah. Like I figured. There's nothing harder than standing on stage in front of a bunch of people trying to tell a joke. Except this. And I feel more nervous for this. Really? I'm, I'm sorry. Is that my like, fault? Because if I bomb when I'm doing stand-up, I don't care. I'm already dead inside. You know what I mean? But like, if I bomb doing this, this is your, your thing. And then no, I no. I feel bad. No, no. You're doing, you're doing just fun. Just turn it off. You know what I mean? That's way too dramatic of an effect <laughs> when you're bombing. They're like, well, I'm just... 
Yeah. You'll go and listen to Dateline podcast. Right. I mean, I don't know. I just, I listened to... Okay, so you had, you had something of a lonely and isolated experience growing up. I like, sound cool, right? No, you're great. I was sick. Hey, like, man, I was sick. We man. all have our pain. Everything is sort of weird. But did you have like a like a, an animal companion? I had a budgie growing up. I had, I had like a little a, b- budgie. His name was Buddy. He was great. <laughs> Loved him. Loved that guy. Did, did you, you bite have... your pimples off? I remember I had my friend had a budgie and it just like bit stuff off my. Okay. Did he bite my pimples off? I don't know. I heard like budgies like to bite like stuff on your face. I don't know. Yeah, my budgie Nugzima no was okay. great. I loved my budgie. I didn't no. have a budgie. So no, no, they're cool. I taught it to. I taught it to say its name, and uh, he really liked Ooh. when I sang a crowded house song nice. to it. Okay, he just really loved it. He would like cozy up to me, and like he loved Buddy. Was great. So I that's why Buddy. he didn't bite your pimples. No, He's like, no. I gotta stay away from this guy. He likes me too much. I don't know. <laughs> I did. I really liked him. And anyway, that's just me. But did you have? I, like- I was like more of a cat person, I guess. I mean, they're easy to take care of. They're just like, I'll be here. Do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Don't even touch me. It's Dogs kind of, require a lot of work. You got to take them out for walks and all that. You know. But I don't like. I I'm currently on the. I don't like dogs right now. At the moment, not in the psychopath kind of way. I like dogs, but my neighbor has five that bark every morning at five a.m. So five. Like, five. Why do they have five dogs? I don't know. She lives in a basement apartment. Like that's not. That a is good not an acceptable to answer ratio. to that question. Why? <laughs> I don't that's know even why. worse. Five dogs in a basement apartment. That's got to smell. I'm assuming that's something a psychologist can answer, but uh, <laughs> they. I don't know. It's weird. This thing. I found out there's this like interesting math that five dogs makes this continuum of barking that never ends. Like they don't need to breathe. Just one. <laughs> Takes over the other barricade and just like roof, 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 until one of us dies. Hopefully, me. Do you do you interact with the dogs? Do you go say? Yeah, I open my window. I go shut up. Close the window. Like they can hear me. I don't know. Well, maybe it sounds like you might have to move. And if you're in the market for a good place, I hear Ottawa's nice. I do hear that, but I rather. Live inside of the dogs. <laughs> bark. If you can make their bark a place I can live, I'd rather live there than go back to Ottawa. That is. <laughs> Apologize to anyone from Ottawa listening or here tonight. Hit it with the trippy music. <laughs> so, uh. Let's get high. I don't know what's happening. What's right next? Uh, what else is going on for you these days? You're, you're, you're here tonight. I appreciate it. Do you have other big shows or any uh, stuff coming up? Uh, well, I just came back from like a bunch of shows. We, I do like a little Black History Month tour every year that I like produce myself and uh, with a, a guy in, in Montreal. We did like a show at the Communist in Absolute Comedy. Like that was Sunday and Monday. I was in Kitchener on Friday. I, uh, I'm just tired. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I have like I'm running a show. I'm putting together a show in an art gallery downtown. It's called Broken Cage Gallery, and it's okay. like an art gallery. And I'm renting chairs, and we got to have like a mic and a setup and do a proper comedy show. It's like we're at a meeting. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. About the event. I have to rent I don't the chairs. Know. 
Someone's yeah, got to pick up the microphones. <laughs> I'm like doing a checklist. Are you just like, are these the volunteers? <laughs> what is going on? Notice how I said I have to because I haven't done those yet. The show is March 6th. Anyone so. here want to help with the chairs and the <laughs> Does tables? Does anyone know any good chair this rentals? It's become a recruitment announcement. A, a therapist card and a chair rental <laughs> card, preferably the same person at a discounted rate if possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, what? You'll no. carry the chairs? Yeah. Oh, Do you nice. work for a chair company? Okay. okay. Right. I need someone to carry the chairs. I think Do you work for delivery? a chair company? <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. He just works for a carrying yeah. stuff company. I just carry stuff so around. Good. Okay, so that Black History Month, do you like Black History Month or do you dislike no, it? I, I don't. <laughs> How am I supposed to answer that? I don't. <laughs> I want you to answer both. I don't like that it's a month long, to be honest. That's what a part I don't like because it's not like as special. Like I can't while out. If it, was, if it was Black History Day, this is my day. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just get on the bus without paying, kick the old white lady on the front seat. Like, you don't look like Rosa Parks, girl. <laughs> You can't do that for a whole month. People won't like you. Mm. Some people uh, have taken to calling it Black Future Month. What do you make of that? That's sick, actually. Yeah. Except it sounds like, yeah, no, that's about appropriate. I, like, I like it a bit more. People are like, more. well, it's history. But if you say Black Future, they're like, oh, well, we can't disrespect that. Or racist. <laughs> I like that. Black Future Black Future Month. Okay. Yeah. All right. Where can people go to learn more about you? You guys could go over to Ottawa, go to the <laughs> art gallery. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I have the social media stuff. I got an Instagram. It's Mr. Woodrow, um, Daniel Woodrow on Twitter, but I, I don't really like Twitter. I'm not good at the Twitter. I'm more of like, look at my stories. I post funny memes. I put some videos, tell you what my shows are. So just go to my Instagram. I think you're fine on Twitter. And yeah. I mean, you're a wordsmith. You'd think the Twitter would be the best place. Yes, I know. I know. It's just, uh, just I don't know how it works. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at I'm it. I'm not good at it either, but I, I, I want to get better at it. That's my yeah. uh, New Year's resolution. Have you tried TikTok? No, I haven't. Am I too old for TikTok? I, I don't know. I immediately felt old. I downloaded it. I'm like, where do you go to upload a video? Right. And I spent about two minutes doing that, and then I just deleted it, and then I went and cried. There's so many... <laughs> There's so many things, aren't there? Like, I mean, even with Long so Winter, much. I'm part of the Long Winter crew, and they want you to be on Slack, and then the email. <laughs> I don't even know and what then, Slack is. Yeah, see? see I, I don't, don't it's just, they I'm just... not professional. Everyone's enough. like, here's another thing, here's a thing that yeah. we have to use, and I'm like, I can, how, why can't there just be the one thing? And, I, and then they think I'm old, but I feel like it's just too much stuff. Yeah, well, I guess Facebook is the one thing that connects everything. But no, it's know. evil, it's terrible. <laughs> Facebook is bad. I, I know. Okay. I really don't like it. All but. right. Well, on that note, follow Daniel Woodrow on social media. It's the best. And uh, thank you, Daniel, so much thank for being on much. the show. Daniel Woodrow, thank everybody. You. Take a quick break, and then Abba Amukwando will be joining us. Stick around. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, this is Nicole calling from Hamilton, and I needed to let everyone know that I really proudly support Beach and Creative Control. I have for many years, I will for many more, as long as he keeps delivering these amazing interview podcasts. When you hear one of Beach's interviews, you think he's known this guest for years, they're good friends, uh, but the truth is he approaches every interview, whether it's sort of up-and-coming indie artists or established icons or like famous intimidating comedians with uh, a really deep, genuine curiosity, so he's never met this person, and the same really warm uh, candor, as though he's known them forever. I think it really lends to a great chat, no matter who he's talking to, and for that reason, I think you should throw Vish, like what, a dollar a month? He's got jokes. The jokes make it worth it. Support Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. I'm Vish's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Welcome back to the show. How about another round of applause for Daniel Woodrow? Uh, thank you, Daniel. Robin, mm-hmm. are you are you mad at me? Why? That just seemed like I was being led to my death. Why are you making this music on the show? It's supposed to be an upbeat, fun show. 
and I feel like I'm going to be assassinated at any given point. <laughs> what is going on? I put uh, it's a microtone scale. It's really because it for, it's an intellectual night. I thought you were you're an intellectual guy. And... Another round of applause for Robin Hatch, everyone. <laughs> Our next guest is an actress, writer, stand-up comedian, as well as a member of the Canadian Comedy Award-winning group, The Skechersons. So thrilled to have her on the show. Please make some noise for Abba Amukwando. Thank you. Hi, Abba. Hello. This is a double Abba night yeah. on the show. Yes. So same, we got uh, Nanaba to talk about uh, mm-hmm. the origin of the name. Similar mm-hmm. origin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for uh, a girl born on a Thursday from the Fanti tribe, you're given the name Abba. So yeah, exact same thing. We have like a little chart and everything. So the, are, are you from, where are you? where is your family from? Um, well, I was born in Nigeria, but my uh, parents are Nigerian and Guinean. Okay, so when did you come over? I came to Canada, I believe, in 1998. I was about three. Three years old? Yeah, I was three. sense memory of anything? Uh, Not really. I have, like, some strange memories that'll, like, pop up in my head before I go to bed, or if I'm really high. But, like, other than that, not really, yeah. Do the the strange memories have a soundtrack similar to what Robin just played? It sounds exactly like that. Exactly like it. I wondered. Okay. Well, that's fascinating that we would have two ABBAs on the show. I wasn't Mm -hmm. planning this, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's good. Uh, Did I get everything right about you? Yeah. That's accurate? Yes, for sure. What what exactly is the Skechersons? It's a sketch comedy troupe? It is. It's a sketch comedy troupe. We do shows every Sunday night at 9.30 um, at Comedy Bar. Um, It's zany. It's wacky. It's been going on for about 14 years, I believe right yeah and i've I heard just, of it yeah. yeah i just joined a year and a half ago so do you yeah. do in terms of sketches is it uh in the vein of like saturday night live or something or it's better <laughs> so a lot no, of people it, don't like saturday night live a lot of people don't like saturday night live anymore um i think that it's because i don't know it feels a bit outdated now uh the writing feels as though it's moving i don't know it just feels like it's it's uh Unoriginal at this point. Okay. And Sunday Night Live is so zany and ridiculous. It, I guess people don't really have expectations of it. So. But so you're. It's not improv. You're writing sketches. Yeah, we write a sketch uh, four sketches every week uh, per comedian, and then we perform them on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you? Uh, is it? Are you in the? So SNL mm-hmm. in their kind of at their lowest. They do lots of celebrity impressions and yeah. things like that, right? And yeah. they've been really riding that for the whole time. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. where people are like, yeah, okay, it's fine, you know. But mm. having said that, do you engage in anything like that? Do you do impressions? Or? I'm, I'm really bad. It's crazy that I'm a comedian because I'm very bad at impressions, <laughs> very bad at uh, characters, but uh, not, not usually. Not usually, yeah. Yeah. Is there a reason you got into comedy, per se? Yeah, I come from a very funny family. Like, everyone in my family is quite hilarious. Um, I studied drama the entirety of my high school career, and um, I majored in it at U of T. And uh, my friend Lucas Loizu forced me to audition for the U of T sketch troupe called the uh, UC Sketch Follies. Okay. okay. So I did that for two years, and then uh, my good friend Celestium forced me to do stand-up, and it went really well. Um, and things kept going well, and it felt cathartic and nice, so I kept doing it. Do you prefer the sketch to the stand-up? I actually prefer stand-up to sketch. Interesting. Yeah. Because yeah, with yeah. the sketch, you've got the, uh, the every you've got a security blanket. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in it together. Stand-up, exactly. you're alone. Yeah. Do you like that? Um, I think I prefer stand-up because I can literally do the same material over and over and over again in different spaces, and no one cares. Like, it, you know. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Now, you're from Brampton? Mm-hmm. Is that where you live? Um, I live in Toronto. Okay. I live in Toronto, but I was raised in Brampton. Okay. And yeah. uh, was that good? You like Brampton? Um, uh, I don't know. It, it, uh, yeah. I, well, the thing about it's, I feel nostalgic about Brampton now, you know, because I haven't lived there for like five years. Um, I think Brampton's a very boring city for anyone who's ever been. Great food. Uh, awesome the culture. Best, I talk about it every time someone from Brampton's on the show. The best yeah. Indian food yeah. this side of India, really, <laughs> I think. I like it. Yeah, yeah very good Indian food. Uh, very well priced. Um, but there's really nothing to do there. And if I lived there, I feel like my career would die. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So five years in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Do you like Toronto? 
Ah, uh, yeah. I, I do like Toronto. I, it's, it's weird. It's like Toronto's like this love-hate relationship for me. Like, um, when I'm not in Toronto, I miss it. Um, I love, like Daniel said, like, I love summers in Toronto. It's a great summer city. Um, I think the culture here is beautiful, but Toronto is also a city that's, like, very rapidly changing, and so that's causing some angst in me. Things yeah. are getting a lot more expensive. Things are getting steadily gentrified. The TTC always sucks, so, like... What's wrong with the TTC? What isn't wrong with the no, TTC? No, 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 ho, ho, ho. <laughs> that wasn't a, what? There's cops everywhere, yes. Ooh. Don't intervene, I'm doing my show. <laughs> my point here, no, I, I know people have, you have to understand, I am in Edmonton now. Yeah. And sometimes, the, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been at a bus stop and had to call like an Uber. Because the yeah. bus just does not show up. Yeah, same thing. And yeah. people are like, yeah, that happens all the time sometimes. Mm. Or the bus will be, I'm like, hey, there's the bus, mm. and it'll just go Past. Just right past you, yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I have yeah. bad experiences with transit, and I've been taking it more since I moved. Mm-hmm. So I understand people don't like the TTC. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Mm-hmm. But do you have a particular issue with the TTC? Yeah, I have. I have many particular issues with the TTC. Um, I think, firstly, transit cops is like the number one thing. I think th- one thing that annoys me is that like if you decide to become a regular cop, you can use the guise of like, oh, well, I want to change the system from the inside. But if you become a like literally a, a, a transit cop, you're harassing people over three dollars and twenty five cents. Like that's, that's right. embarrassing. There's nothing noble you know? about being a transit There's cop. There's nothing noble. Also, they uh, transit cops hate black people. Like let's be real, they always target black people. That's not cool. Right. Um, transit's far too expensive for how infrequently it works. Right. So okay, yeah. so you have some. Are you going to do anything about this? This anger? Are you going to change the system? Are you going to become some kind of transit superhero? <laughs> Is this no, your plan? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't even know what to do. It feels like the city doesn't even know what to what to do right. at this point. Um, I I do talk about it in my set. Um, I, I have a few sets where I talk about the TTC specifically, and I do this joke thing where I hand out a piece of paper. I'm like, everyone signed this petition for the TTC to be abolished. Um, to be and, abolished? Yeah, for us to just well, walk everywhere. Like. I mean, I was kind of... I mean, you might as well. Like. I, so I, I, I don't know if I uh, saw something old. Was there not like a, a, a strike or something to do with the TTC? Oh, no, the teachers were striking, and yeah. that blocked the TTC, right? Yeah, Is that yeah, what happened? yeah, yeah. I believe so. So uh, mm. everyone was complaining that they didn't have their transit service. Yeah. You abolished that thing. I, I don't think it's going to be better. It's going to be bad. I mean, it, it's bad right now, so like... I mean, start over. Start over. Let's all let's start over. Okay. Let's just, is, is there any yeah. support for this in the room? I don't know. Do people want? How to... do we feel? Okay. <laughs> a lot of momentum for this idea. I feel like I'm at Elizabeth Warren rally all yeah. of a sudden. So uh, you moved to. Are your parents still in Brampton? Yeah, my parents still live in Brampton. Do you get along with them? Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, it depends. I I miss them quite often because. Um, we were a close family in the sense that we spent so much time together because there, there wasn't a lot to do and uh, the only after school activities I was involved in um, were like plays and drama and th- those didn't always go on throughout the entire year so I do miss them quite often um, but there is this like it's this weird wall that's between us um, I don't know if it's like this angst thing or um, if it's generational or um, I, I, joke, I, I joke with my friends all the time and I say that I suffer from a disease called um, immigrant Kid sickness, oh, or like, that. yeah, where you just can't tell your parents anything. Oh, yeah, um, it's easier. <laughs> to, it's easier to just lie. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or just be like, yeah, I'm not. I just always had to say the thing. I, the first mm-hmm. time I saw the band Super Chunk, I <laughs> told my parents I was going to see an author do a reading. Yeah, like the <laughs> and that author's readings. His books were way worse than any Super Chunk song. <laughs> yeah, like the first time I went to a club, it was an all-ages night. Boo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Horrible. Um, and I lied to my parents, and I told them that I was seeing a band um, in order you to go. You used the opposite yeah, of what I, I used. No, because my That's dad weird. loves music, so I was like, oh, he's uh, going oh. to be chill if I tell him that I'm going to go know, see a band. The other thing is my parents don't like books. <laughs> I don't know why I went with that one. I just thought if I said I was going to see someone read, they'd be like, oh, right. Yeah, no, no, no. They'd be like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, You're educating yeah. yourself. Yeah. You end up, I had an embarrassing moment today mm. where my, uh, well, it's not embarrassing. Like, I am staying with my parents, mm-hmm. and they just, I was in my old room, mm-hmm. and my dad just busted into the room. Yeah. And he was like, I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just looking for my wallet. Mm hmm. I'm like, oh, are Classic. you sleeping in this room now? <laughs> and he said, yes. I'm like, what? So it's mom sleeps by herself, so they're like on some Flintstone shit oh, now. Oh, okay. But my thing is, mm-hmm. I, I there's embarrassing stuff. Have you had embarrassing moments with Hell your parents? Hell yeah, absolutely. I feel like my parents, uh, they 
they want me to be very mature, but they also baby me at the same time. So it's this weird dynamic they have where I just don't tell them about any adult things that happen in my sure, life. Sure. Um, I don't tell them how much I drink. I don't tell them about drugs. I don't tell them about sex, uh, boyfriends, sexuality, none of that. Um, Maybe but, this is why your upbringing was so bored. You weren't talking about the fun stuff. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the fun stuff with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there was this moment where uh, my mom will usually call me every other day or every day, and she called me one night just like frantic and uh i pick up the phone she's like hello and i was like oh my god what's happening like have you been abducted like what's going on and she's like well i was in your room and i was cleaning and i just somebody's coming and then she hung up somebody's coming yeah i was like wait what the hell and that freaked me out so i called her back um and she started talking again and hung up again um and then i get this text that's like facetime me which freaked me out because I was like, oh my God, who taught my mom how to FaceTime? That's wild. <laughs> and I FaceTime her and she's in her washroom and the phone is so close to her face. I can only see her forehead. And then very slowly an open condom wrapper comes into view. And I was like, what? Like automatically on the defense because I don't live in Brampton. I, I, and also I'm a Virgo. I like to be organized. I wouldn't just leave garbage around for her to find that. And so I'm on the defense, and I'm like, uh, is that a, a packet of ramen seasoning? What the hell is that? <laughs> and she's like, yo, don't be stupid. You know what this is. And I was like, no, I don't. And I tried to blame it on my brother, because there's, there's no way it could have been mine. Like, I wasn't doing that in high school. Also, like, it's not like I'm going to meet somebody and be like, I know a place we can go. It's in Brampton. Let's hop on the go train. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, it's, it's, it's my brother's. And she's like... Who would have sex with him? I was like, you got me there. And so I, I just, she was like, at this point she was crying and I started crying and I was like, I'm just going to own up. I'm just going to say it's mine because I don't want her to be sad and I don't want to build this mystery um, and implicate people who don't need to be implicated. So I was just like, fine, it's mine. Are you mad? And she's like, no, I'm not mad that you had sex. I'm just mad that you didn't tell me. And I was like, okay, you're the same woman who told me when I first got my period that if I even looked at a man after that, I'd automatically become pregnant with twins. So... That is, I didn't tell okay, you. that yeah. beats my story by quite a long shot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad you're in Toronto and away from that whole situation. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you have a podcast as well, right? I do have a podcast. I started a podcast of, a few months ago with my friend, fellow comedian Ben Sosa Wright, um, and it's called Nostalgique, spelled N O S T A L. G-I-Q-U-E. Um, had a brain fart. And um, basically, it's a, a podcast where we just um, talk about like our favorite um, old school pop moments um, and our old school, our favorite old school pop groups and artists. And we oh, have music. It's yeah. all music. You're big, we just talk about music. music. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we usually start off talking about the artists and then it just devolves into like the stuff that we really want to talk about. Okay. Like, yeah. So who are some of the... What's the recent, most recent episode? What, who's it about? The most recent episode is about uh, the Spice Girls. Um, and we had Natalie Norman, who's also a Toronto uh, comedian. We had her uh, as a guest on it. And then we've also talked about Beyonce and Kelly Clarkson. Actually, I received a message from somebody uh, the other day, um, just a, a person I don't know, um, ranting about how angry they were that I tore... Kelly Clarkson to shreds on the podcast, which isn't true. Okay. Um, I, I, <laughs> I accused her of ripping off Beyonce because right. her song Already Gone and um, uh, Halo sound alike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. I'm with you. I'm on, yeah, I'm they, with you right? on that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Exactly, exactly. I, I share your opinions there. Okay, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, so yeah. is there another episode coming up that we can look forward um, to? Right now we're on a short break, uh, but we start recording again in March, and uh, new episodes will be back, I believe, by April. Wait a minute. Yeah. You can have a podcast and take a short break? I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> I, I, we have no choice. Like, okay. we, were, we were burning out and had no more ideas. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, that hasn't stopped me. I keep going somehow. <laughs> That's good. I need to learn. Where can people follow? you on stuff or you, uh, people can follow me on Twitter if they want I mean it's just a lot of shit posts it's not very good did you have a locked account I do have a locked account or is that just for me no it was, <laughs> no, it was not for you um, it was for in case I apply for jobs uh, ah. but you can follow me on Twitter at Abaquan or you can follow me um, on Instagram under the same handle okay yeah. how about a nice round of applause for Abba for being on the show Abba thank you so thank much you. thank you thank we you are so going much. to we are going to <laughs> We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, all of my guests are going to come back on stage. 
Uh, we are going to ask you in the audience, by the way, you've been a great audience. Thank you for being here. I really do mean that. It means a lot. Uh, I'm going to ask you to all to ponder some topics for us as a panel to discuss. Whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about. Okay, so think of some things, and then we'll come to you after. We're going to take a quick break. Another round of applause for Abba Amu Kwando, everybody. This episode of Creative Control is sponsored by two amazing places. Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph. Freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. You can learn more about Planet Bean at planetbeancoffee.com. Do you like coffee? Yeah, I like coffee. Uh, coffee is really good. I'm a kid and I don't personally drink it, but once I taste it, I love it. Oh, and cappuccino ice cream. I love cappuccino ice cream. Mm. What about you? Do you like coffee? No. Why not? I don't, because I don't like the smell of it. Okay, that seems fair. But what about this? Let me lay this on you. Granddad's Donuts, located at 574 James Street North in Hamilton, Ontario. The best donuts anywhere. You can learn more about them at granddads.ca. Hey, do you like donuts? Yes. What's your favorite donut? Uh, chocolate with sprinkles on top. That sounds pretty good. What about you? Do you like donuts? Uh, I like coffee and donuts. My favorite donut is probably Boston Cream. Amazing. Amazing. You can get one of those. At Granddad's Donuts. Thank you very much to Granddad's Donuts and Planet Bean Coffee. All right, go ahead. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the climax of St. Elmo's Fire, apparently. What? <laughs> what was that? What was that song, Robin? What it, was that? Fanfare for Vish. Fanfare guess, yeah. for Vish? That's what you call that one? Yeah. Did you just make that one up? I did, yeah. Okay. This is great. I like having you as my house band. I know I've come across a teensy bit hostile, but I actually think it's going well. And I hope, would you consider doing this some other time? Absolutely. Okay, Thank, yeah, cool. Um, what, yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay, before I move on to the, the panel thing, uh, what's coming up next for you, Robin? You were on the show uh, in January, and we talked about your albums and everything else. What's going on? Um, I have a synth show coming up at um, U of T on March 20th as part of kind of... It's a professor of architecture who's organized this sleeping space, and it's going to be a like quadraphonic synth experience. Oh, okay. Um, that, Sounds Looking like forward to. Sounds kind of creepy, but that sounds yeah. good. It'll be fun. You'll yeah, do, you're going to play all this kind of music that you've been playing? Yeah. And people are going to try to sleep to that? Yeah. Uh, uh, screaming yeah. in the middle of the night, probably, like <laughs> nightmares? You know, everybody sleeps differently, and that's the part of their truth. Okay. How about a hand, <laughs> another hand for Robin Hatch, everybody? Thank you, Robin. Okay. Thank you, Abbas, Nanaba and Abba, sorry, and Daniel for being on the show. Uh, as I say, we're going to have a little panel discussion. And uh, I might, does, any, does anyone have topics right away? Can anyone think of something we should be talking about? Anything at all? We can talk about whatever you want. Anything in the news? Nothing? Not a thing? This has never totally died before. I thought some, pardon? Grimes? Do you want to talk about the artist Grimes in any way? Does anyone have any input? Not really. Reject it. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, you you have a show about music? Do you care for the Grimes? I don't. I used to like her, but I mean now she's Elon Musk's baby mama, and crazy things are happening with them. And I don't know. Yeah, I, it's yeah. just something off putting there. I yeah. feel like, and I I remember. Yeah, I, she was this tiny, like a small artist, and mm-hmm. then everything exploded. And, and she I, exploded. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's very strange their union. What do you like, Elon Musk? Do you like Teslas, Daniel? Uh, I want I want a Tesla. Yes. Uh, yeah, Elon Musk definitely seems like someone you should both admire and be very afraid of at the same time. <laughs> he's like, like, a, like a Bond villain, sort of. Yeah, he's just literally one bad intention from being a supervillain. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't really have much of an opinion on Grimes. Grimes, no. Nanaba, what about... I'm the same. I can't speak No opinion on Grimes. Okay, does anyone have any other topics for us uh, before we wrap up the show? I did want to ask you guys about... I asked Daniel about... Oh, do we have one here? Yes, go ahead. Oh, you know, my mother was just asking me about that this morning. <laughs> the question from the audience is, uh, would anyone here like to have their consciousness downloaded onto a machine? Just any machine? Like, is it the blender? What is it? What, what kind so of So this would mean that I would still exist? Like, maybe an Android 
or a version of me would exist? Um, my answer is yes, but only if the person who was taking care of or who had control of that machine was someone who loved me previously. Okay, that's a good answer. Daniel? Um, I don't know. I don't think I care. Once I'm dead, you can just dump me off a bridge. I'm good. Like, I don't care. But uh, if you want to upload my conscience, it depends. Like, I'm an organ donor, so you can take my conscience, I suppose. But I don't really like the whole idea of that. I think it's just. Uh, pretty dangerous because obviously the people that are going to be preserved are rich people, evil people, people that can afford it, and I don't really want to support any of that. But hmm. I don't really even like going on Facebook because I feel like they're reading me. So I don't know if I want to be like, here's well, my soul. It's interesting you bring up social media because to answer your question, if I may, and Abba, we can get to your thoughts on this too, but I actually kind of feel like we've already done that. I mean, how many times have you followed? I follow uh, Gary Shandling on Twitter, and every once in a while, he died, you know, five years ago or something. There's a tweet. And I'm like, what? Someone is using these platforms of other people. It's like they're still around, but they're not at all. They're gone. So I, I, I put forth to you, audience member, perhaps we've already done this by creating our little avatars and profiles. Abba, over to you. What do you think? Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of weird. Like, the other day I was on Twitter, and then I saw a tweet that was, like, from Michael Jackson saying, Happy New Year's. And yes. I was like, what the hell? Right. That's horrible. Yeah, it is. I, know, I, I, I hate, I, I don't want, I don't want that. Just, life is already so hard. Let that, me rest. That Michael Jackson Twitter yeah. account is bad on at least two levels, I'll have to <laughs> yeah. say. Okay, uh, I wanted to uh, follow up on something I was talking about with Daniel about Black History Month and Black Future Month. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, either of you, Abba and Nanaba, have opinions about this occasion and this well, celebration? I, I work at the CBC, so I was explicitly asked to say something about Black History Month on video and had, and the CBC Propping you up, Twitter, right? Yeah, they wanted you to do um, it. Yeah. account for CBC, they, they put it out there. And I'll tell you what I said, which is that for those of us who... Um, create content uh, during Black History Month, whether you are a teacher at a school or whether you're in the media or somewhere else or you're the only black person at work, there's some hand-wringing around it and the hand-wringing is about the fact that you've got to represent everybody in everything that you just getting it right Yeah. and I find this with my show um, I, I find it, it, it. I find that it weighs on me getting it right. I have to get it right, and I think that actually um, makes me do things not necessarily in the in the in the right way. But right. my point is just that it is uh, it, the hand wringing is about the fact that if it wasn't there, so much greatness would be lost. Right, might be lost. Right, and it is there, and so some of us feel obligated. And so what I say to those people who feel obligated is what I have to say to myself, which is just. Do what you can, uh, and if you want something to be done and you're tired, get someone else to do it and get make sure they get paid. Okay, well said. Thank you, Nanaba. That's great. Abba, do you have thoughts on this? Um, it's strange for me because I feel as though um, during Black History Month, that's when I get booked the most. Of course. <laughs> that's what yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on February 12th, yes. when they call you. Yes. Yo, I, like, I had people messaging me in September who were like, Welcome oh, to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. I, glad you're here. <laughs> you, you are not exempt. But you know what? You didn't say to but me in you. your email, Vish. You, you did not say, hi, I'm doing this Black yeah, History Month. But I, I will say, I, I, I try to make uh, this space available for people all year round, wherever mm. they're from, mm. and uh, this was my way of, uh, yeah, I had it in yeah. mind, but, yeah. but that's, uh, I, I, I hope that's okay. That's very appreciated, though, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it definitely is a thing where, like, as long as black creators and artists and writers are, like, getting booked on these shows, regardless of whatever month it is, then that's fine. Like, we'll, let's celebrate black history but also let's celebrate black futures because sometimes I work exactly. at schools and it pisses me off when it's just kids. This is the, these are the assignments that they'll get the kids to do. Draw a picture of Martin Luther King. Draw a picture of Rosa Parks. Why? Like, I, I really don't... Because there's no one else. There's no one else. That's all they know. This is who they've decided represents <laughs> exactly. black history. That's it. Exactly. Everything else sucks. And the thing it is, it's, it's, it's hard bec- to even talk about it a little bit mm-hmm. because I'm not... It, we're not saying that Rosa Parks is no one we should exactly. pay attention to or Martin Luther King Jr. is someone we should mm-hmm, pay attention mm-hmm, to. Right. The point is that if we're going to talk about the futures and the history, yeah. we must look at the others. We must look at who is doing something right now. Exactly. Yeah. It feels as though... How about... How about 
black present. Exactly. I'm done. No, no, no. I absolutely agree black with you. Present. It feels as though there's already so much black erasure in this city, yeah. let alone globally, that it's strange when people specifically focus on the civil rights era and that's it. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. And I would also suggest that people pick up Desmond Cole's new book, mm-hmm. uh, The Skin We're In. It's remarkable. And uh, it covers some of this topic, uh, this, this subject matter in a really... Uh, wise and astute way. Daniel, you were going to say something and I cut you off. Uh, well, I, I feel like you summed it up nicely, but it, like in, t- in addition to what they're saying, I do feel like, yeah, it's when I get booked the most and I'm thankful for that, but it also shows there isn't like a focus on black culture in Canada any other time. So it almost feels like February is a showcase for all that and everyone that's working, which is really good to just have that opportunity. I wish it was spread out throughout the year, but you know, like I think Black History Month for that purpose is very important in Canada, especially because black culture isn't featured as much in Canada as it yeah. is in the States. I agree, and I, I, I hope everyone here pays attention to what you're saying, <laughs> and we can all do something uh, to this end. I want to thank you all for being on this show. It means a lot. How about a round of applause for our guests on the show? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A round of applause for Robin Hatch on the uh, house band duties. Linda, Dave McKinnon, Nikki, everybody at the Long Winter Crew. I don't know if I'm coming back uh, next month to do the show, but uh, please don't boo me. You're the applause lady. Uh, (laughs) I will try. If not, we did a show like Robin was on uh, last month where I was remote, and you liked that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay. So I might do that again. (laughs) We'll figure it out. But in the meantime, please go enjoy Long Winter and and appreciate Long Winter because it's an amazing thing that we get to share together. And I live in Edmonton, and we don't have this here. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Have a good evening, and we'll see you soon. Good night. Don't forget to subscribe to the Creative Control Podcast. And for more information, please visit vishkana.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.